Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson here, Christian Sinners Report. Daily podcast for bringing an urgent warning as the enemy has tried to provoke an early war. The Prince of Persia is moving, and we want to talk about that so we can pray accordingly. The news is growing, and the pressure is upon world leaders. We need the Lord to rise up in the south. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future, and life is worth. Well, blessings to you today. Thank you guys for staying on the wall and praying with us for these world events. I think they're critical. I think that's what the kingdom is here. That's what the Ecclesia is about. And that's what we're trying to activate you to be a part of. We're part of it. We want you to be as well. Well, it's Tuesday. It's the 30th day of January. Come on. We're almost through this month, 2024. Looking forward to what God's got in plan, what store for February. We're expecting his glory to be there. We know the world's going crazy, but we expect the glory to be there, to walk in peace. You know, I shared Sunday during my message um, a revelation that Rick Joyner had. He was taken to heaven in these encounters, and he met uh, Elijah and Enoch. And one of the things he, he said when he met Enoch, and he said this joy on him was just unbelievable. He just never seen such joy on a person and the Lord was revealing to him that this was the joy that Enoch walked in during his lifetime when he was on the earth and when you look at the times of Enoch when he was born and living in the earth is the days of Noah it was right before the days of Noah of Genesis 6 and it was where the scripture says that every man's heart was intent on evil. You had this Nephilim, these, these beings that were coming in and interacting with women and uh, producing hybrid uh, human beings, uh, evil of every kind. When you study uh, the book of Enoch, it talks about, now he didn't write that book, but it, uh, is, it's a book that's historical, New Testament quotes it. But it talks about the, the drugs, the abortion, all the different things that were active, just the, the supernatural ability uh, by the enemy to produce weapons, et cetera, et cetera. That's the day he lived, and he found a joy in it. We've got to find that joy in the same season because we're in the season where this prince of Persia is moving against Israel. It's moving against all its allies, which we are one of them. America is. And the tragedy that happened in Jordan here on Sunday. Uh, has grown, and now the, the numbers are increasing. Uh, we don't know how many people were actually harmed, and uh, there's pressure on the U.S. government to respond and retaliate and to hit Iran in its land, not just its proxies around the region, but actually to bomb and to do damage in the land of Iran. Now, a Muslim mindset, you got to understand, that's what they understand. If they sense weakness, the Islamic spirit will always attack. The prince of Persia is tied to that. 
and it has attacked because of the weakness of the American government, the perceived weakness as well as the literal weakness. Um, we have given money back to Iran. We have encouraged them to produce nuclear we- uh, nuclear energy, quote, weapons. Uh, we've given them the path to a nuclear bomb. Uh, the Obama and Biden administration have. And so here we are, and this prince is gaining territory, and the response is not by military. The response must be by the spirit, because this is a spiritual battle. Daniel fought against this spirit because he saw it coming in the last days. That's where we are. He wanted another revelation. I shared it yesterday. And the Lord came to him and to talk to him, because Persia wasn't great at that time yet. And so God was speaking of a greater day, another day. So Persia in the, in the piece of land known today as Iran, and uh, it, wasn't, it was known as Persia until 1935. So Satan raised up Prince of Persia, 550 B.C., and to stop the move of God and to burden the people of God just as he's trying to do today. At the moment, Iran is waging war, in a sense, through its proxies against Israel. Why? Because there's going to be a great last day revival in the land of Israel, the Middle East and Israel. So this thing's trying to stop it. We, we talk about this many times. Uh, Sousa Street predated World War I. Um, the, the healing movement predated um, World War II. And in both of those wars, we lost generations because we lost many young men and women who died who should have been alive to bring forth the glory of that season. So one thing everyone agrees on is that as we watch this effect, we know what this prince is doing. It's funding all the evil in the region. It's, the, it's obviously the most number one state-sponsored uh, terrorist organization in the world. And if you could say what would be the spirit you'd want to take down the most right now, it's the prince of Persia. It's against the Jewish people and all those that stand with Israel. That's us as a people, you and I. So we should be experiencing warfare at some level. So demonic powers, like the Prince of Persia in the Bible, are acting through different groups, terrorist groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, the Houthis, all these different groups today to attack the Jewish people of the land of Israel. Why? Because Satan hates the promises and the covenant that God made with Abraham concerning that land. So when you, when you stand with Israel, you're standing again, as I've said this before, over and over again, we're standing with covenant Israel. God made a promise to Abraham. It's not fulfilled yet. The land is still not in their full possession. They don't have the West Bank. They don't have Gaza. They don't have parts of Lebanon, Syria, uh, Jordan, Egypt, uh, Sinai, Saudi Arabia, that the promise was given to Abraham. So we stand with that promise. So the enemy's trying to make sure that God's prophecy concerning the land does not come to pass. And Joel 3 clearly tells us that the land belongs to the Lord, the one piece of land. So God has given the 99% of the rest of the world, or 99.9% of the rest of the world, and said, give me that 0.1%, which is the little land of Israel. There, are, there is a statement, I saw a meme the other day, or not a meme, just a little quote I thought was really good. Instead of a two-state solution, let's have a 23-state solution. (laughs) And you see a map of the Middle East and Northern Africa. There's 22 Arab states and only one Israel state, one Jewish state. Why not let that be the solution? 22 Arabs and one Jewish. Okay. Obviously, it was kind of a joke, but it's true. It, It sure does make sense. So as Christians, we stand with covenant Israel. 
It's not that we're saying we don't stand, you know, we don't love the Palestinians. We don't love the other people, the Jordanians, the Iraqis, all those around. But clear is Israel is not at war with the Palestinians. It's at war with all these other entities, Hamas, Hezbollah. The Palestinians are being victimized in the midst of all this, and we must stand. Why does Satan hate the Jewish people, right? Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between the woman and between your seed and the seed, and you shall bruise his head, and you shall bruise his heel. God promised a savior king, the seed of a woman, who would come and bruise the head of the serpent. The savior king is Jesus from the line of David, the seed of Abraham. Jesus was a Jew. Satan has been devising plans to stop the plan of God from the moment Genesis 3.15, and that word was given at that time. He's trying to plan a destruction of that promise. And as I said, the, the land uh, is also tied to us standing with Israel and standing with Abram. Now, verse 21 and through 3, excuse me, of Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of this country. He goes, right, tells him to go. Go find another land, I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing and you will bless those who bless you. And I will curse them who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. The prophetic promise continues through Abraham. It's a great nation. And a great nation has emerged from its family. And it's been a blessing to all nations. Just think of the technology and the education and the medicine, just the natural things. Not forgetting that the faith that we got, because Jesus said this, salvation is from the Jews. So there is also a promise of a curse that falls on upon those against Abraham's descendants in Israel. but. Satan wants to stop, I'm sorry, the curse falls on those who are against Abraham's descendants, but Satan wants to stop the spread of God's salvation through Christ and the blessings given to all the families of the earth. That's what this spirit is about, and that's what this spirit is doing, moving in the earth right now. And then, of course, the land. I just, I don't know how to explain that any better, but it's an everlasting covenant. Genesis 17 says that. It's an everlasting covenant. It means precisely what it says. It lasts forever. The promise holds today, and Satan's been trying to counteract that from the very beginning. So think about all the nations that have the Prince of Persia in the Bible we're talking about, but all these groups that have come against Israel, they, 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 they have, through the generations of the Bible and on, has tried to stop and destroy the Jewish people, the Assyrians in 722 B.C., they invaded Israel, including the 10 northern tribes into captivity. No Assyrians are alive today that, of that group. But the Jewish people are alive and well. The Babylonians, we've been talking about. They invaded Jerusalem. From, they took the captivity there. But no, none of those people are alive today. But the Jewish people have prospered. And then Haman, right? The story in the book of Esther. Haman is one of those who was killed, not the Jews. Adolf Hitler, he dies, and the Jews live. Even though he took out six million of them, they still live. So after the, the prince of Persia comes on the scene, we're going to see many other things that will happen. The scripture there that Daniel was, he was delivering this message to Daniel, and Daniel's heartbroken by the news that troublesome times are coming, but the angel strengthens him and tells him he has to return to fight the demonic powers against the Israel, which is the prince of Persia, and also 
the prince of Greece, what it says in Daniel 10, 20. They have gone forth. Indeed, the prince of Persia, Greece will come. So the battle will, was not over uh, for this heavenly messenger, the angel. The same armies are still at war and even attacks. God's watchful hand and the powerful angel army are working behind the scenes to protect and preserve his people. So we are responsible to know the times and the seasons. Issachar, right? That's who we are. If we have greater insight, we have to understand what God is saying through this moment that we're in. So we are actually seeing end-time prophecy that was given <laughs> 600 B.C. actually come to pass today. This is the hour we're living in. And look, you and I need to engage in this hour. We cannot, we cannot back up and just, well, just God, just, you know, we pray they bomb Iran and take them out. Now, my flesh says blow up their, you know, their nuclear industry, uh, their weapons, uh, blow it all up. Well, that may be God's plan, but it also may be Satan's plan to make a broader war. Don't forget. Gog and Magog are out there as well, which is tied to Russia. And I've been shown in an open vision that we're looking at the Prince of Persia, but then I, I saw my vision. I shared this. I was in Israel when I had this open vision. It was like watching a movie. The, the Prince of Persia moved out of the way, and I saw Russia. And the Lord said to me, everybody's going to think it's Iran, but Russia's behind it all. And so we have another enemy. I remember Brother Branham, William Branham, one of the things he said in his, in his great vision that he had, the seven poles, they call it, he said, the Lord said to watch Russia, not the Soviet Union, okay, because that, that would have been his era, but to watch Russia. Well, they're no longer the Soviet Union, they're Russia. I read the other day there are four nations right now in Europe that are preparing for war against Russia. America is sending nuclear weapons to the UK right now for the first time in, I think, I don't know how many years. Uh, you have Finland, you have Norway, you have Sweden. All these countries are stepping up, joining NATO. This is a dark hour. But guess what? We serve a God of light like Enoch. Let's find joy in the darkest hour. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming Son of Man. And what should it be? that the people of God are walking in perfect peace because they have their minds set on him. I'm not trying to scare you guys. I'm trying to get you to pray. Ladies and gentlemen, join me. Stay the course. Don't give up. We have responsibility corporately to pray for the earth. The dominion is man's. This is our dominion, and the enemy wants to destroy it. And we have a responsibility to fight for it. Well, we're going to have new heavens and new earth, brother. Yes, we will. But we are also going to be held accountable for how we pray and fought during our journey. Father, strengthen us to fight the good fight, to keep the faith, not to back off in this hour. Lord, let us have that joy that Enoch had. Let us walk in the peace that he walked in, in the midst of the darkest season the earth had ever seen. We can do it, Lord. He did it because you let him. You can lead us the same way. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, thanks for listening to this update. I hope it encourages you to pray and stand on the wall until we see victory. Well, good day, everybody. Thanks again for listening to our daily podcast here on this application, whichever one you're listening to. So thankful for you doing that. Don't forget our 
web streams that we have each and every day. Mondays at 12 noon and Tuesdays, as well as Fridays at 12 noon Central Time, we have live streams on our YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble channels. So check that out. Also, every Friday we do Asia updates because we're planning our ministry in Asia. And so if you'd like to sow to that, go to our website or our app, and you can start sowing to Asia Missions. If you have a heart for that part of the world, we want to build that up in the days ahead. All right. Bless you. See you tomorrow.